It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. All right, let's uh, talk Twitter for a moment. Uh, the nation, I would say actually the world's been talking Twitter. Uh, what's happened with the release of the, the Twitter files, uh, if you've read what has been put out there by, well, initially Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss and others, lots of points of analysis. Uh, and Capitol Hill now getting into the game, well, seems based on the Twitter files release that certainly the FBI, DOJ, and national intelligence apparatus have been in on the game before the New York Post story even broke. Jessica Malusian, director at the Center of the Center for Technology and Innovation at CEI now. Jessica, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well. How are you? Uh well, I would say no longer perplexed when it comes to Twitter, but you know, so many people are seeing the curtain pulled back. Uh, what is Capitol Hill doing now? And as I know it's a broad term, Capitol Hill. Let's talk about the Congress. Yeah, there's you know there is um, there's a bill introduced right now in the House that. Um, makes it illegal, sort of like the Hatch Act about elections, but it would make it illegal for um, employees of the executive branch to try to influence social media companies um, in a professional capacity. I think things like that are really valuable, and I think that's a really important conversation for us to have. I think, you know, you can be on Twitter or not be on Twitter, but once the government gets involved in bossing Twitter around that, you know, then you really have some legitimate free speech questions there. So I think, you know, I hope that there'll be hearings on that. I hope we'll have that discussion. It's really important. Um, But there's also going to be a fair amount of just political hay made out of this, right? Because the thing to remember is we're learning all this about Twitter, but of course, none of those people are running Twitter anymore. Twitter is no longer a public company. All those guys are out. And we wouldn't know this if there hadn't been a regime change with Elon Musk. So the, the cow's a little out of the barn on this particular situation, but hopefully it opens the door so we can have uh, important conversations about how social media works um, and what influence the government's had on it. You know, I, I take your points, and, and I look at it also this way. I, with reference to legislation, and I worked under the Hatch Act, it was pretty clear to me I didn't have a problem understanding what my requirements and responsibilities are. What would they do with an additional bill that Hatch Act doesn't cover uh, while the platform, say, maybe Twitter or Facebook, social media, uh, their technological forms of uh, newspapers? Well, you know, I think it's sort of it's an idea based on that same election regulation. But we have yet to hash out the details because, as you know, the reality is the government asks companies, U.S. companies and U.S. people to do things all the time. Right. If there's legitimate national security concerns, that's one thing. Um, If they're operating uh, on the premise of pushing their own political party, that's something very different. So there has to be some way to sort through um, when the FBI really is concerned about uh, foreign governments interfering in our elections and when those concerns seem to be or might be um, the product of political motivation, uh, not those of the security of the American people. 
So all of that needs to be discussed and hashed out. But that's what needs to happen next, right? Social media, as much as it's a part of our life and we take it for granted now, is still a relatively new phenomenon. And we haven't worked all of this out as a society. And part of the good side of all of this Twitter file stuff is we're all learning a lot as users about how social media companies work. Love it, hate it, find it defensible or not. That is such an important learning curve for us all to get on because the same way we watch the we watch cable news or we read this news, you know, reading the New York Times versus the Wall Street Journal, depending on your belief system, you read it either one with a bit of skepticism, right? Um, and that's what we need to start applying to our online lives as well. There's never going to be this perfect objective thing. So it's up to us as individuals to be educated and to be a little wary of things. Um, I think that that's healthy skepticism, and I'm all for that. Uh, here's what, and I see this as a path, and if the Republicans want to actually do something, there is clear evidence. The facts are now out. James Baker, for example, who was involved in pushing the Russia collusion hoax, which is what it was, and they knew it was because of the, the various issues with the Christopher Steele dossier, the other elements of this. They paid informants to get nothing. They knew this before they had one meeting with Twitter. Baker went from there to general counsel at Twitter. So in a governmental capacity, people within that agency, senior people, were doing exactly what they shouldn't be doing, which is government impeding free speech. That is now fact. So while they're writing laws, and I understand that, and they want to have this, where's the effort in government or in the agencies to do something about this? Because those 51, 20, uh, the majority of which were national security people who signed, for example, the letter, uh, are we to believe they were all that well-read in national security circles, uh, but they were incapable of being honest about what they knew was a debunked lie? Well, I'm going to tell you something you already know. Um, this is a case for congressional oversight. And hopefully with um, a new majority in the House, you'll see those things pursued. But in general, all around, Congress has really fallen down on its responsibility for oversight in these areas. I could give you a list of places they should be doing more. Um, that's part of sort of why people view Congress as broken. It's not just about that they can't uh, pass legislation that's not last minute and a gazillion pages that no one could even read before they have to vote on it. It's also because they should be holding all these agencies to account. This is their job. Um, you can't delegate away all of your responsibility with your authority. So um, I think that's something we'll probably see pursued. I think those larger national security questions are going to overlap with these tech questions. And um, hopefully we'll start having some answers and some real conversations about what to do about it. There's another area that doesn't get discussed enough, Jessica. Independent, uh, not independent, but inspector generals. Within each of these agencies, you have an inspector general, for example, uh, Michael Horowitz at uh, FBI. And where are these IGs within these agencies? There are, there's an apparatus and there's a process where there is clear evidence or, in fact, any evidence of a violation of department policies and procedures. And what we now know from the Twitter files 
points right back to these IG offices. Why is there nothing being done about this? Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm going to give you my sort of small government uh, standard answer and say uh, you have the inmates acting as the police. So that's a problem. Uh, there might, you know, the Congress should look at what kind of independence and what kind of incentives are at work there. And I would also posit to you that when government is doing a million extra things that it shouldn't be doing and it's not doing them well, it falls down on the job of things that it should be doing. Um, there's example after example about that in Washington. So I think that might fall under, that might also be included in that category because, you know, if you're not doing the basics and you're out here meddling um, and fussing, then you're doing too much, right? The federal government is not without its limits of resources, too. Um, and when something grows to be a behemoth and big, it gets out of control and unaccountable, and people take advantage of that. So I hope that Congress will air all of that out, um, take a lesson from the Twitter files, and uh, shed some light on all of this. What, and I, I take your point, by the way, on congressional oversight, and, and if they continue the usual congressional oversight model of, uh, you know, commission hearings, your committee hearings where people simply get their five minutes to speak about how much they're fighting for you, I'm done with them. I've been done with them on that process for a long time. Real prosecutorial process is what's needed if you're going to go after people where there's actual evidence now available and subpoenas under oath. Do you expect, and I don't know, maybe I'm asking the impossible question to answer here, Jessica, to be fair. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, look, the, these, the Republicans have evidence real evidence here of government interfering and of course government interfering in free speech in this case is clear by the agencies are they going to follow through i hope so i mean as you noted these hearings have become sort of you know i think having them televised makes them overly political and they're kind of about getting your soundbite on cable news that night and not about the hard work of legislating and oversight um, but I hope that someone will take that on, and I hope someone will sort through this, because the larger problem here, and I know people love to blame the social media companies and big tech, but there's a real crisis of faith in our institutions, and that's not sustainable for a republic, right? We have to believe in the process. We have to believe in law enforcement and elections and all those things in order to play by the rules. We have to believe that the rules are being upheld behind the scenes, too. So hopefully um, this is all coming to kind of a crescendo at the same time, and it's a great opportunity to clear all, that, all those questions up, to get to the answers, to hold those responsible who have done wrong, um, and to move forward. We have a lot of real problems in this country and this economy that need to be addressed. So I'm hopeful. I guess that's the best answer I can give you. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I know you do a lot of work, you do a lot of research, you do the things uh, behind the scenes, and we talk about some of it here on air, but if we combine our efforts, and we do, because that's one of the reasons you're here and what CEI overall as an organization does, then I think we have a chance of pushing these, uh, quote, uh, leaders, I'll call them elected officials, in Congress to do something. They get sworn in on January 3rd. They better come in with a plan already written because if you and I can see it, if the Patriot audience can see it and the country can see it, then if they don't come in with a plan, that's where the problem begins. 
Well, if you can get Congress to do their job, I'm I'm with you 100% on that, sir. All right. Well, we'll keep working together on that, Jessica. Listen, you, like you, you have a great holidays, and uh, hopefully you get a few minutes to yourself. You work hard all year round. I know that. Well, right back at you. Thank you so much for having me today. All right. Thank you, Jessica Malusian. Uh, she does great work on uh, technology and other things, but uh, she's the director of the Center for Technology and Innovation at CEI. CEI.org is the website. One of the experts we love to have on this show. I certainly do. Hope you do too. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.